0: Music. Music, entertainment, forces, life, the forces station. This
1: is Team Talk. Team Talk. Hello and welcome to Team Talk.
2: I'm Charlie. And I'm Jill. Wherever you are in the world and whether you're in or out of a lockdown, if you're in need of a pick-me-up and a positive spin on pandemic life, you've come to the right place.
1: Over the next 30 minutes, we'll hear uplifting and heartfelt stories from around the Forces world. From learning how military spouses across the world have come together during these times, to a feel-good story of an ex-army hero in Scotland.
2: Plus, we'll have some more family time this week with Jane, whose husband's deployment was extended because of the pandemic, and finally we round off with an exclusive interview with military mum and Great British Bake Off contestant
1: Beccaline perkis All that's coming up, so stay tuned. Who helped you get through 2020? Outside of your own family, we all need people who are there for a chat, a laugh, or even a cry sometimes. Over lockdown, it wasn't always possible to have that hug in person. But going online to catch up with your friends was the next best thing. Jill's been finding out how military spouses around the world managed to stay connected. BFBS.
3: Team talk. This is my station. This is the forces station.
2: When lockdown started, it was only halfway through our first year on Civvy Street after many years as an army family. I felt homesick for that sense of community, knowing your neighbours to have a chat or ask a favour... Belonging to groups, where everyone has something in common, now more than ever before. We need that. There
4: are many families that actually had partners off in different parts of the world. They've been put in lockdown, no notice on their own.
3: We have a lot of key workers. For many of them, they've been on the front line. It's been extremely challenging.
4: As an Army spouse, we're all in it together,
2: aren't we? Just as I'd hoped, there are women supporting women, spouses determined to make a difference. The trick was to take it all online.
5: Today is our 90th online class,
3: which is pretty incredible. Well done, all of you. Who would have thought on the 23rd of March. We're going into that plank. Well done, mummies.
2: Jemima Matalek is a fitness instructor and army spouse who runs Slam Aldershot. She started teaching live classes on Zoom.
3: We met at the same time every day, Monday to Friday, and it gave everybody a real routine. 9.30 to 10.30, a bit of a killer workout. We had inevitable chaos with kiddies running around. It was a real lifesaver, knowing that I was going to see my my friends, you know, make ourselves a cup of coffee at home and, and stay for that chat.
2: If you don't want to work up a sweat, there are other events online that won't burn any calories, but could be fun. Eight
4: and eight 88, two fat ladies. <laughs> Sadie Baldwin
2: is the Wales and Borders Coordinator for the Army Families Federation. When Af received funding from the Welsh Government to tackle isolation and loneliness, she had an idea.
4: Well I've got a bingo machine that's electronic, so everyone can see the big number on the screen. I can send out bingo tickets and send out prizes. There was so much background noise people couldn't hear, so I had kind of enforce it right? let's everybody mute your microphones whilst we play bingo i'll watch the screen for whoever's waving to say that they've you know got a line or a full house you'd have obviously the odd toddler taking the ipad or laptop or whatever you're surrounded by the military community just 15 20 minutes of forgetting about what's happening outside listening
2: to podcasts can be a good way to switch off and unwind jess sands hosts the independent spouse
4: I can't quite
3: believe that I'm recording this during a national lockdown and a viral pandemic that is causing so much disruption. I hope that wherever you find yourselves,
2: you and your loved ones are well. Jess is also the founder of the Millspo Network, bringing together spouses and partners who run their own businesses.
3: Lockdown happened quite suddenly and quite surprisingly. So it was really good that we were able to jump online to provide these weekly meetings where we could talk to each other each week and check in and make sure that we were okay. We had a load of uh, spouses and partners posted all over the world that went into lockdown really early. So in Spain and in Italy, there were a few wives who were out there or by themselves with their partners, and just needed that connection to home. And it was great because we got to learn an awful lot about what lockdown was like before it happened, that we could learn from. Normally we're in this business world where we just talk about business, but actually we ended up having proper conversations and supporting each other and really looking out for each other.
2: November would usually be a busy month for the military wives' choirs, singing at remembrance events. choirs are now back together for rehearsals, but with social distancing, they have to spread out. Chair of Trustees Maggie Pedder is pleased the choirs have been able to meet online. Personnel have been away for
3: longer periods of time and not seeing their families. It's been even more important, those people who rely on choirs for their support network have been able to have that need met and been able to offload or share with your other choir members and or just spend time away doing something different I think has been a real help.
2: Military spouses all over the world have stuck together and supported each other through the pandemic as they always do.
1: Team Talk's very own Jill Misson there. Jill, we're both former military spouses. I've found that military spouses just have this sense of community. You could have been on the patch two days and somebody will take you under their wing, somebody will be there for you no matter what the situation. Have you found doing that report and speaking to so many different military spouses that that is still the case but maybe more intensified now? I think it is absolutely. I've always felt it's a bit like when you've been doing it a while
2: you feel like the big sister or sometimes the mother figure and you do want to take people under your wing, show them the ropes and there's always somebody to ask a question however stupid it is. Through lockdown I have got to know some of my neighbours more but normally you feel a bit rude knocking Whereas when you live on a patch, everyone does that. It's fine. No one thinks anything of it. And everyone's always happy to help. And yeah, that was something I really missed. And through the pandemic, it's made people more community minded. People have had to stay closer to home in their own little bubbles. And you've had to look after the people
1: who were right on your doorstep. And people have wanted to help in any small way that they can. And I love the facts. and it was reflected in that report, that people have changed. Something that we may have never have thought about doing a while ago, like an exercise class online with your friends is now, and I know it's a phrase that's used loads, but it's now the new norm. We've found another way to socialise and be together as that community. I think in the military community, we're
2: really good at being creative and working with what we've got. You can make fancy dress out of anything, can't you? And Slam Oldershot, they were not only just doing fitness classes in the day, but quizzes and murder mystery in the evening. The military wives' choirs were getting together in fancy dress, having a day at the races or a beach party and singing while wearing these silly costumes. People have that imagination to make it happen and come up with
1: something that's going to be fun and get people through. Our lives can change change at a drop of a hat. We have plans, but they are taken away from us due to military commitments. Do you think that the spouses that you spoke to and the families that you spoke to almost had this go-to attitude anyway? Absolutely. Nothing's a problem. You find a
2: solution. And if you can't do it, you turn to the person next to you and they've got a solution we are creative and imaginative and we doers.
1: and I think we've all found a way of being better together it doesn't necessarily have to be physically together it can now be virtually yeah I mean where would we ever have been without zoom and all these different apps and everything that we use we couldn't live without them could we We couldn't. And Team Talk is happening because of that as well. It's been lovely to hear about all the families and how they've been staying together.
5: This is BFBS. Team Talk. Talk. The Forces Station.
1: Now it's time for your weekly dose of feel-good medicine. We like to call them lockdown victories. Tales of people who've done something wonderful despite the challenges of the pandemic. Douglas Morgan spent 38 years in the British Army and retired two years ago with the Royal Engineers in Cumbernauld. Team Talk reporter Amy Casey found out how he brought some morale to his local community, but first, how lockdown affected
0: him personally. Physically, not very much, but mentally... Very much. Uh, I knew after doing all that time in the army that I must, I've got to keep busy. So I took it upon myself to go out and I had loads of wood paint. So I went to a couple of care homes within the Shire area and asked them if I could sand down their benches, uh, paint their fences, do their grass. And I must have taken in about eight or nine weeks worth of the furlough doing these care homes. And it finished off with one care home that we built another summer house for them. We turned it into a bar. We all chipped in and we got this lovely bar summer house for the residents of a local care home. We could then come out, social distancing. We were all tested before we went in. We were all gowned up, masked up, and we had a great time. You know, it was hard work, but I pulled it all together with all the community, Amy. Uh, Without their assistance, I could not have done it on my own. The
6: response that you got from the residents must have just been overwhelming to see this gentleman out there painting their fences and tidying up their backyards and just making it a, a better environment for them to be in. Did you make friends through the glass, Dougie?
0: Yes, and they still friends through the glass. This particular resident who used to come out for his cigarette, social distancing, I got to chat to him. And when I was painting the summer house, he said, Dougie, I want that blue because I'm a ranger supporter, don't tell anyone else. <laughs> so you know what I did? I painted a wee bit blue for him, you know. But then I painted a wee bit green, because there's a big divide of the blue and the green up here, Amy. But that, old, that resident in there came out when it was all finished and whispered to me, social distancing, well done, Dougie, you've done that blue. I'm a very emotional person anyway, but just to see smiling faces, and a lot of them had dementia, Amy. Uh, You know, and the bright colours really helped them. We had music playing. It was a lovely afternoon when we opened the bar for them. It was just so absolutely brilliant to see their faces after what we had done for them. And I've got to point out here as well that all of this came out of your own pocket. It's just exceptional. You know what, Amy, what I decided to do, the petrol money that I was saving driving from my home in Aloha to Edinburgh Airport uh, every day that money was spent on materials. Can I also say, me? the local residents came up trumps. I put a plea out on social media for paintbrushes, for paint, sandpaper, help, aye, physical help, and they never let me down, Amy.
6: Well, it was inspiring and you were just a tonic for us in those dark days because looking at all of the hard work that you did, you inspired other people to get out into their communities and and just do something instead of sitting around. And uh, we thank you for that, Doggy. We really do. This is BFBS Team Team Talk
2: the forces station. Yes we really do thank you Dougie for all you've done and thanks to our reporter Amy too. Now with more parts of the UK facing another lockdown it certainly prompted me to think about how I can use any free time I have to brighten
1: others lives. If you know a local hero who is going above and beyond for their local community let us know about them teamtalk at bfbs.com. Now it's that part of the
2: show where we make way for some family time. Louise over to you.
3: Hi and welcome to Family Time. My name is Louise and I am the founder of the charity Little Troopers. We support the children and the families of the British Armed Forces. The recent months have been so incredibly tough for so many military families out there. And here we are today with Jane to learn about her pandemic experience.
1: Jane, it's lovely to have you here with us for Team
6: Talk. Tell us a little bit about your military family life and where did it begin? Was it back in 2011? Uh, It was and it it always makes people laugh actually um, because they like normally say, oh you know what you're getting into Um, but when I met Jay and he told me that he was a marine to be honest I just didn't didn't even know what one was and I actually thought he worked with dolphins and (laughs) marine life um, because where I'm from... It's just not very military orientated. There isn't a big military community. I'd seen things on the news and heard of the army, but not specifically the Marines. So, yeah, we met on a night out and the rest is is history.
3: So you were willing to pack up and move to the other end of the country for
6: love? Yeah, (laughs) and anybody who knows me, all of my friends and my family, just... I think even now they can't believe that I did that because I'm such a home girl. Uh, I never thought I'd leave where I grew up. And yeah,
3: all for love, all for giving it a go. So summer last year, you decided to move home um, and you got settled and you nested in your new house and that was your forever home. Um, And then your husband deployed in November last year. So you just got settled and then he went, he was deployed and you thought that was going to be a six month tour, was it?
6: Yeah, he left November, which we we thought was for six months, um, which was going to be tough anyway, because he was missing living. Vivi's birthday, Christmas, Evelyn's birthday as well. Um, but I thought, yeah, I've got my family around me. I've got a job. So I thought, yeah, I can do this. And you'd even put
1: little things in place for the children, hadn't you? Like a sweetie jar for Countdown. Yeah. Because obviously deployments for children, depending on the age, sometimes they can't quite get their head around how long is it is going to be. Uh, people use different techniques and you chose like a sweet jar. But because obviously COVID-19 happened you had to keep replenishing that because he he was extended. He didn't come home when he was, should have come home.
6: What was worse was he just didn't know either. We just didn't, like, we didn't have a date, we didn't have a month, we didn't have anything to go off at all. And that was really tough because every day when he rang, i think, oh, is today the day? Like, am I going to get something to work towards? Because when it's open-ended, you just think, oh, how long is this going to go on for? And then it was seven months then you think, surely it's not going to get to eight months. And then it did get to eight months. And I thought, oh, and in the, I just thought, are you actually coming
1: home? Did you have to have that conversation with them saying, you know, he's not coming back when we
6: thought he was? How did you prepare them for that? Or how did you go with it with them? Yeah, so with my eldest, obviously she was just turned five in April she was aware of the virus, she knew about corona, she had a good understanding because we weren't seeing any family either, obviously it was just the three of us in our house, so I think she knew, I let her watch the things with Boris Johnson and we clapped and all that I think kind of helped her understand, All oh, this is quite a big thing and I just said, you know, because of the virus it means there's no planes, which means daddy can't get home and and to be fair,
3: she was really good about it and just took it all in her stride. So, when he'd deployed before, you had that community, that patch, all, you know, other yeah. spouses, military people around you that was going through, this, through the same thing and could bring comfort. But this time you didn't have that. Did that make it a different experience for you? It it made it so much harder and I felt like
6: everyone else was just as a family with their husband enjoying time together and trying to make the most of lockdown and it kind of felt like the military were the quietest they'd ever been in a long time. People who barely see their husbands had their husbands at home. It was a bitter pill to swallow because I could just kind of see on Instagram and social media and even on my road just all this family time indoors And yeah, I just didn't have that. It was really difficult not to have anyone else really in the same boat
3: to reach out to. Little Troopers did a lot throughout lockdown because I kept thinking, this is deployment magnified. This is deployment on steroids. Like, this is so hard for families. Uh, Oh, without a doubt. I literally felt like I was on a hamster
6: wheel and I just had to keep going and keep going. And even now, I think I've just about fallen off it and let myself come off it because... I definitely felt a huge
3: vulnerability that I've never felt before. I think where deployment's concerned, we have this emotional fuel tank. And we... I normally say it's about a year long. You know, you're getting prepped for a deployment. And that has loads of emotions. Then they go away and you have all those emotions, which for you was magnified. And then they come back and then you have this resettled. And as you say, you were on a hamster wheel. And I honestly you know think you're amazing
6: don't you'll make me cry
3: Oh, <laughs> uh-huh, don't but honestly deployment through a global pandemic you know remember how amazing you are to have gone through that and get your children through it it was the unknown I
6: think that was just so tough that the not knowing if when how it, that he was even gonna come home and you thought is this gonna go on and on
3: and on so when he did when he did he comes through the door he comes home I mean everybody out there thinks homecomings are deliriously exciting experiences I've never had one but talk about your homecoming was it deliriously happy with the children running into his arms and you or was it slightly different as normally it is to be fair I again
6: ummed and about what to do we were going to I was going to wrap him up and have like the girls come down <laughs> and open him in the end I just decided to drive to Brys. I thought let's just go I've I've not actually been before we'll have a girly road trip we'll take a pat lunch you know take our huggable heroes and make a banner and let's go what was nice is we had the like drive home my husband and I to just kind of be next to each other and talk because even that was really nerve-wracking so I was actually really nervous about that I thought no I'll just drive to Brys and take the kids with me and then I won't have that awkwardness of like hi husband
3: <laughs> oh my god I know yeah. that awkwardness oh. like you can be married like <laughs> yeah. 15 years or yeah. something and then they come in and I'm like I feel awkward around my yeah. own husband oh. because so much has happened so much time has passed it's like they're suddenly a stranger isn't it mm. it's so weird yeah listen I've got one little question that I've been asking everybody on family time and it is What would be your sort of biggest tip for a military family to get through deployment through a pandemic?
6: Have a routine. (laughs) Believe in yourself because you can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And just take every day, one day at a time. So if there is one song that you could pick to kind of sum up your military life or even your lockdown life, what would it be? From Now On, The Greatest Showman, that was kind of our little homecoming song that the girls and I played all the way down to Brys, mm-hmm. um, and that always reminds me of Homecoming.
2: Let this promise in me start, like an oh. anthem
0: in my heart, from now on.
2: Thanks to Jane for sharing her story of extended deployment. We know that heartache of separation and it continues to be felt by so many from our community. So we thank her for sharing her experience. Team Talk.
0: The Forces Station.
1: So who can you turn to if you find yourself facing an extended deployment? Many organisations have been working really hard to offer extra support to Forces families, including Reading Force, which has seen a much greater demand. Founder Alison Baverstock has been speaking to Jill about what the charity does.
5: We distribute reading scrapbooks and free books to Forces families of all shapes and sizes and the idea is that people connect through sharing books and because people were separated and couldn't see each other actually the value of the project in connecting people through something to talk about which wasn't the current situation. We've also seen the project sort of bridging a gap when forces parents go away and and you need something to concentrate on something to throw your energies into in those first few days of um, separation and then on into the tour we've had lots of feedback from fathers who've enjoyed reading um, Roald Dahl or Horrid Henry or a picture book because actually Different people of different ages notice different things in the same book. Alison says it's been a really
2: unsettling time for children and their parents, and as long as the post offices remained open, they were determined to continue the service to help families in all sorts of situations.
5: Postings were extended, or people weren't sure how long for, uh, moves were held up. We were also working with families who were back in the UK pending going uh, overseas again and didn't know when they were going to be back again and just had you know, were then put into emergency accommodation. So it's been I think rather an unreported side of what forces families were living through And we were very aware from our end of just what was going on.
2: Many parents relaxed the rules on screen time during lockdown so their kids watched more TV or played computer games for longer. But encouraging them to pick up a book instead can be really positive.
5: Well, I think reading books is a really helpful thing to do because it moves you out of your current situation of maybe anxiety or worry or just a feeling of unease and it it puts you in a different place. And I think a lot of people find that when they're facing worry that they go back to books that they used to enjoy. And I think you should just let yourself go with that and just finding comfort in a comforting read. And I think if you share that with people that you love, that can be such a bonding thing to do, such a great point of connection. So I'd really encourage people to give us a try, get in touch, receive a free book, and we send one for every child in the family and what you're creating if you fill in a scrapbook is you're creating a really precious resource because if the kids are at home then you've got everybody's handwriting at that particular stage creating a a, a memorial of, of a time that was difficult but that you emerged from
0: team talk BFBS. the forces station
1: Alison Baberstock founder of Reading Force and if your family would like to get involved you can find out more online readingforce.org.uk Whilst many of us stick our heads in a good book when
2: lockdown looms perhaps even more of us turn our hands to baking to take our minds off things Team Talk reporter Jess Bracey has been catching up with the Queen of Military Baking
7: Hello, my name is Line Perkis. I am a cook and a food writer. You may remember me from Great British Bake Off uh, in 2013, where I made the semi-finals. Since then, I've gone on to write two cookery books. I'm a cookery school teacher. I work with Borough Market, and I've had four very successful TV series on S4C, which is the Welsh Channel 4 in Wales. So been a little bit busy. An
6: incredible career and you're also a military wife. Tell us about your military journey.
7: We'll be celebrating our 10th wedding anniversary in January, which is very exciting. We met 13 years ago in a rather uh, infamous nightclub in uh, Clapham in London. Um, At that point, he was with the Grenadier Guards. And then soon after we met, he transferred to the Royal Army Medical Corps and now is based in Cardiff as a permanent staff instructor with the reservists. Now, looking
6: at the last year during lockdown, what's this experience been like for you?
7: Well, do you know what? It's not been too bad. I'm grateful for the fact that my husband is in a steady job. You know, the army brings that security. As a freelancer, I was worried I lost numerous work dates and it was difficult. But then from that, I was able to do other jobs, lots of virtual videos and recipe writing and that type of thing that I was able to do amongst trying attempting to homeschool the girls and you know us military wives my friendship group are on whatsapp joking how you know we're ready for this you know what i mean you know your life gets turned upside down the things change last minute and it's just it's so true to what it's like being in a military life military relationship because you get told one thing inevitably something changes and you have to change and you just have to be flexible and you just roll with it
2: and I bet you are absolutely in your elements when everyone starting making banana breads. <laughs>
7: <stuff>. <laughs> I remember doing a radio interview and they were asking me if I've made banana bread, yet. Yeah, I said. Well, no, I I eat the bananas. I don't let them go that ripe. Mm -hmm. And then I felt guilty because I hadn't made a banana bread in lockdown. But one of the recipes in my new book is a banana bread. And so I had to kind of recipe test that. So that was quite useful. The big thing for me was the fact that the shortage of flour, I couldn't get flour anywhere. I make bread, I make sourdough weekly for us to eat, but I also make extra loaves and I give them out as gifts to friends and family. And during lockdown, it was a nice way to stay in contact with my grandmother who's 95 and you know I take her a loaf every so often.
4: Now let's talk Bake Off
6: and why you signed up and what it's been like watching it this year.
7: If you know me as a little girl and asked me what I want to be when I was you know a grown up I would always say I want to be a chef and so cooking and food and baking has always been a constant it's always been something that I've enjoyed it just it's took over our life and I joke this year more than I have ever done before about you know when we were filming it during a Bake Off bubble because you can't tell anyone about it and nothing really exists because from week to week you're either filming and baking or you're practicing and that's all it is it's just the bake-off bubble and this year obviously the contestants had to actually be in the (laughs) bake-off bubble in order to film it and so you know their whole experience was massively intensified I think we all as a nation needed bake-off Let's hope that 2021 is just that's that little bit brighter, that rainbow that we keep on seeing everywhere actually will come out and will come out of this uh, so much better and stronger.
5: BFBS. The Forces Station. This
1: is Team Talk. Becca Lynn Perkis there Her new book Feeding My Army is out now featuring a range of military history facts and lots of tasty recipes That book is
2: definitely on my Christmas list That's all we've got time for today and what a jammed show it's been We've loved hearing how military spouses have kept things moving in the last year plus that great burst of positivity from the green-fingered Dougie who supported the elderly in his community during the first lockdown
1: We also heard from Jane who shared her tough story of an extended deployment because of the pandemic and we've heard from from charity reading force about the power of books to keep your family connected for more
2: of the same find us at the same time and place next week or catch up whenever you want at
1: bfbs.com forward slash podcasts Teen talk is produced by tvi media with support from the armed forces covenant fund trust until next time take care see
2: ya